Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Indie Basketball Podcast. And it has been a little bit since we did an episode. We did do a, a, a fantasy draft episode not too long ago, but it, it has been a little bit since we did a one-on-one. And um, no better way to bring it back than we have Alan Tate from San Fermin. They've been working on a new album, so we'll talk about that. Of course, we're going to talk hoops. We're going to do another musician matchup, and he's a Knicks fan, so we're going to do some some Knicks players. But before we get into the episode, it has been a little bit, and I want to mention, we've had a couple half-court sessions launched since then. If you haven't checked them out, I highly recommend it, because we've had some awesome, awesome performances from Sincere Engineer and Mucus. Um, Both of those in total four songs are on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Some great, great performances, and we got more to go. Um, And with all of these, if you want to hear the Patreon exclusive, that will be on our Patreon page. You get a bonus track for each half-court session that launches. Um, Super excited to keep doing these. Um, Thanks again to Mike Polk for for putting it all together um, and shooting and, and editing and being the champ on those but they're going to keep coming so keep 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 checking for those um, but until then enjoy this episode with Alan Tate you had me at indie and basketball yeah yeah i mean i i was i was told actually um by someone in our in my discord channel that you you actually played basketball so i did wait i need to know who this is this is uh <laughs> well he's, he's a big fan story. of sam for men so okay cool cool yeah um yeah it's it's funny i i, I saw a random link in in discord that was like your nyu player page <laughs> wow man. yeah i had i had as many surgeries as i did collegiate points it's tough mm. but i'm two for two, i'm two for two from the line that's all i'll say that's there a, you go. that's that's uh i don't know if that qualifies for a relevant percentage but i'm 100 percent if anyone asks well i can say without a doubt that you have more uh professional basketball experience than anyone else i've had on the podcast so okay cool 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 i'll take that i mean i had josh burlinger coach basketball <laughs> But oh, really? uh, yeah, he uh, he coached high school basketball for a little bit. Wow, which was cool. cool. Yeah, but uh, so thank you for joining. Uh, yeah, before course, we get man. into that, uh, it's good to have you. You said you've been uh, working on a new album, huh? Yeah, we just uh, so I just recorded and produced uh, the, what will be the next San Fermin LP. So we. Um, Ellis and I like co-wrote it, uh, man, time, uh, like in the middle end of the summer, like July, I think Mm -hmm. probably. Um, and then we recorded it, uh, basically right after that. And, um, almost two years ago, we bought a studio, which is what I'm sitting in now. Um, Mm -hmm. we bought a studio, which is where like, it's sort of our label headquarters. And then also, uh, the studio is the same name, better company studios. It's over in Fort Greene in Brooklyn. And, um, 
it had been the headquarters for communion records records before. So we actually bought it from Ben Lovett, who's the keyboard player from Upward and Sound. Yeah. Um, runs communion. And uh, it's nice because the EP we just put out and then this record have been ones where it's been just kind of home cooking in a way that I think we're settling into more like that, that three song EP was sort of a test run for me, like properly producing and engineering for the band, which like I'd done things similar to producing for the band before, like certainly informally, but this was like, all right, here, let me do this in the way that like I would do it for another project and sure. and all that kind of thing. And then, um, it, uh, we all survived we're all still friends uh so uh then we tried it with uh with the album but yes yeah, so it's it's off uh should be getting mixed soon i think we'll probably have mixes after thanksgiving uh i think the record will be out next year sometime nice that's awesome yeah um so you yeah you and uh ls like you how did you guys did you guys meet at school no so we we met at uh it was actually a basketball connection, sort of. Like we met at uh, Berkeley College of Music has these like summer songwriting. Uh, they have all kinds of different like week long things that kids can do, high school kids. Uh, and so we were 15 and we both went to the songwriting workshop, which is like eight days long or like 10 days long, whatever. But you just like stay there, you stay in the dorms. We both happen to be like uh full disclosure like uh soft ass mama's boys and so the like we got dropped off and both like immediately had interactions that like scared the shit out of us and so we eventually bonded over being like oh you had a panic attack last night too don't um ellis had a a friend who's from that he's from outside of boston and so he had a friend who was there with him who he was like supposed to keep his eye on friend like ran off in the middle of the night i personally had it, the age is like open-ended with those Berkeley things. So like you can be, I think you only have to be 14 or 15 to go, but the upper end is just whatever. Sure. And including like staying there. So I, I showed up, I was 15 and I had a, I think he was like 22 or 23 year old roommate um, who just immediately, like I dropped my bag on the bed and like, I've been to basketball camps. It's not like I like couldn't yeah. be away from home, but like I dropped, my bag on the bed and he's like hey man you don't happen to know where to get some coke around here do you and i was oh, like god and i'm like from east bumblefuck pennsylvania i was like <laughs> oh my god i was like that's the first time i've ever heard the word cocaine not in a dare commercial like, <laughs> yeah like what am i gonna do and so at first i was like all right like maybe i need a new roommate like i don't know if we're the same speed so i, I went down to the like ra who's supposed to be in charge who is also in I, I realize now probably younger than that guy um and I was like, hey, man, I think maybe I should switch my room. My roommate just asked me for Coke, which just seems like maybe not my thing. And he somehow totally misunderstood me and goes, oh, dude, I don't think I can find you any Coke. But if you hang around, I can definitely <laughs> score you a bag of weed. And I was like, who's in charge? Yeah. What, what is this place? Doing? How did I get like, here? What's like, are, I'm here for how long? Um, but anyway, Ellis and I both had these like... Uh, suddenly uh panic inducing uh moments and then we hung out the next day i ended up moving into his room which like um he had this big suite there ended up being like eight of us in there but we really bonded because we both uh played aau basketball and then it Uh became a like if you're in that aau scene it's like uh you all go to the same tournaments and there's all that kind of thing but then there's also like I feel like AAU is like it's got its lore in the same way that like going to a music festival does. Like that's why that's part of why I think you know right. else and I talk about basketball and music like all the time. But uh it's like seeing people before they're big, like, you know, especially yes. 
Ellis and I were both on uh, good AAU teams, so we saw guys that like were going to like real schools, and it's like, right, oh, right. have you run into so and so? And like um, that year, uh, I graduated. He was two thousand seven. I graduated two thousand eight from high school. Um, uh, Tyreek Evans was the number one player in the country, and he's from Philly, uh, mm. and would like occasionally grace the roster of an AAU team, but like. The AAU coaches wanted him there so bad at their tournament that it didn't even matter. Like he played on everyone's team, but like, you know, uh, you're just, when you're that age, you're like seeing people who are about to go pro and you're like, Oh, that is a different thing than what I do. Like Mm -hmm. he's my height, but he just hit his head on the backboard and that's not a relatable feeling for me. I, I, uh, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and we're the same, we're the same age actually. Um, so you know, my high school, I remember we had a game against Simeon where Derek Rose was playing. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, casual. oh, okay. This is like the <laughs> fastest guy I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's wild when you, because like normally like the suburban districts, like they don't ever play like the, the good schools. That was like a summer. Right. It was a random summer game. So it's like right. when you actually right. play good talent, it's like, oh, they're really just so much better than everyone else. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, it, it is a whole other level when you see it. And it just so happened that when I was, uh, so the high school I went to was like, uh, I got recruited to play basketball at this like private high school. Uh, it was a really good school. My dad had always been my basketball coach growing up. So it was just a confluence mm-hmm. of like it being good there. The um, coach there has is like a um, Philadelphia legend. He unfortunately just passed away, uh, but he was like, um, I'm trying to think of who the, uh, he'd like had turned around the program and like made uh, it's called germantown academy but it's the okay. like turned it into this powerhouse and it was like i remember when i was visiting in the seventh grade they had a guy who was going to duke a guy who was going to like florida like all this kind of stuff and then uh i think it was that year it must have been 2004 or three but they like they were playing lebron in a tournament and it was like mm-hmm. oh my god like you're gonna get to see all these guys <laughs> And then it turned out by the time I was in school, it was like we played Wayne Ellington and Gerald Henderson were on the same high school team and were in our league. Like we played them four times a year. And it's like, dang, I've never seen anyone jump over like Vince Carter, someone, but Gerald yeah. got co- close a couple times. Like, oh, yeah. you, like try and take a charge. yeah, like you try to take a charge. It's like, I think you just need him in the chin. Like, I, I, <laughs> like truly, this is not a, again, I, I know what I just saw, but this is just not relatable. Uh, but yeah, like you start to see those guys, the um, Marcus and Marquis uh, Morris were uh, both in Philly. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're two six nine dudes who are <laughs> shooting threes. Sick, relatable, yep. <laughs> like yep. all that kind of stuff. But it's wild to see, and like you know, you become a fan very quickly as soon as you make peace sure. with the fact that uh, they're doing a different thing. And I I didn't know uh, Ellis Ellis hooped as well. He did, man. Yeah, I told him I was doing this, and he was super jealous. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll get a. You'll well, get a yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'll hear the other side of the coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, like, I guess when you were growing up, because when when did you like shift from basketball to music, or is it so, always kind of been together? <laughs> They were always kind of together, and I I think so. The funny thing about San Fermin is everybody in the band studied music like 
at some level between at least a college degree and yeah. like in a few cases like higher education like john our trumpet player i think has two masters in trumpet right right um but uh i'm completely self-taught as a musician so i've always been like I've always played music. I've always written songs. Like I was going to those camps in between going to basketball camp when I was younger, but it was the kind of thing where I was like, man, if, if you think going to the NBA is like, not like, if you know enough to know, like, okay, great. That's not what you're going to do with your life. Like, obviously, because again, as soon as you see somebody who is, you're like, right. Uh, different. Uh, I sort of felt the same way about music. I was like, Oh, music is a thing I like to do, but like, you know, uh, yeah, I just played because it was like, it was all I wanted to do. It was like, instead of doing my homework, I was playing a guitar very quietly. So my parents thought I right. was doing my homework <laughs> in my room, right? And then after my homework was done, I would go out and like my dad and I would work out, uh, you know, in my driveway. He was always my coach, but like, you know, uh, for another hour, two hours until I went to sleep because basketball was like, at least when you're younger, it was like, well, you can play in college. Like I mm -hmm. ended up having a bunch of like the... Uh, I tore my ACL three times. Uh, oh so, God! Yeah, I'm I'm nice on crutches. Like I, yeah. if someone like <laughs> a pair of crutches, like I have all the tricks. I'm good. Um, but so I had all these injuries. But like it, it was a thing where I was like, oh, I probably could like go play at a night like at a good school. Like I was getting by the end, I was getting recruited by like Dartmouth and like Colgate, like basically the mm -hmm. Ivies of the Patriot League, that kind of stuff. Oh, sure. Um, and it, it's still how I ended up at NYU. Like that was um. Uh, I'm not sure that I, I thought I wanted to go to like a small New England school or something like that. Like I was like, right. Williams, Amherst, like that kind of thing. And then I went and like, when you're 18 and someone shows you New York City for the first time, you're like, oh, this could be cool, yeah. I guess. Yeah, this is, like, I guess I mean, so, especially sure. if you're like, you are also passionate about music. So it's like to be in a city that has multiple things that interest you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's just, it's an amazing time to be living in like the center of the universe, right? Yeah. Like, it's just you can do anything. It's awesome. Um, so I was doing that and, uh, but yeah, music, like even when I was at NYU, it's like, again, you're around people who are so good and so serious. It's like Steinhardt, all these people are like major, major players. And I'm like, Oh no, I can like, you know, play some songs that I learned very specifically from tabs. Like, yeah. and I'm not like, I'm not like really a musician like that. Uh, you know, or people who are like musical theater who are like now on Broadway, like, you know, mm -hmm. all the, like, there's just a, always felt like that same level difference where I was like, no, nah, I, I mean, I make music and like Ellis and I are best friends and he was at Yale. So like, we still had this band together and I would like, I'd hop on Metro North and go to, go to Yale and I'd like we'd yeah. play a show at some place and then I'd get trashed and like sleep on the floor of his dorm. <laughs> and then like you go home. It's like, that was my music experience all the way until the end of school. And I was like, Oh, like I'm about to, I was a philosophy major uh, and I was like, I'm going to go to law school. Columbia had this like really cool JD PhD program. I would have been in school for like seven years. Uh, and so I was like, it's going to be a lot of school. Let me take a year off and do the music thing and I'll just get a job. Like I interned for one of my uh, professors for a little while. And during that year, the band got signed. We played one show and got signed after the show. Uh, and wow. I never went to law school. Um, yeah, it was a crazy time. 2012, <laughs> a blog blew us up. It was amazing. Um, but uh, yes, I, I kind of never took music was always like a thing I could not not do. But in terms of like turning it into a career, I was like, that's crazy. Like, that's mm -hmm. not a 
you have to be a one in a million talent. And that's just not how I thought of myself. Like what I was doing was, uh, I think much more internal than that. I was playing cause I liked writing songs. I was showing them sure. to people because they liked them, that kind of thing. I was writing with one of my best friends who Ellis is, uh, like compositionally, like it felt like when I watched him compose a string arrangement or something like that, it's like, Oh no, he's studying composition at Yale. Like, again, yeah, this yeah. is just not, that's not a level I'm at. Like I can bring him a song and he can arrange it, but like, I can't hang like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did you went to, you went to Berkeley too, right? No, no. I just went to, I went to NYU. Oh, okay, I just okay. went to the, those, I went to those Berkeley, uh, like summer camps as a kid. <laughs> Your Wikipedia um, is incorrect. <laughs> is that right? Does it say I went to yeah, Berkeley? It says you met uh, Ellis at Berkeley. Oh, I, well, technically we met at Berkeley at, the but camp. at like a summer camp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> oh I'm God. I don't want people out here thinking I went to Berkeley. That's yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah. Jeez, so, that's worse than my, my college. <laughs> I ended up going to Berkeley, man. So what you with what you're saying about, you know, not having the traditional kind of music background, did you feel like early on then and in, in you guys playing together, like you had imposter syndrome a little bit or? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I like I still do now producing yeah. people's records. I was we just had um, the label just turned two or like close enough that we threw a party in the studio for the first time. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, and we, uh, I was talking to somebody about it. They're like, Oh, like, well, when do you, cause now like I'm lucky I'm the production stuff is sort of rolling. It's what I do now, like full time, mm -hmm. uh, especially with a band not being on tour. Um, like, Oh, like, do you feel more confident now? And it's like, no, absolutely not. Like, I'm just comfortable with the fact that like, I might plug something in and it might sound like garbage. Right. Like, I think that's, uh, I think you always sort of have the imposter syndrome syndrome that it might go badly, but eventually you just sort of, uh, you make peace with that. And then like, you yeah. give it a try and like, sometimes it's dope and sometimes it's not, it's, you know, um, uh, to keep the, the basketball metaphor, it's, it's a heat check. It's like, it's a bad <laughs> shot, but I made the last two. So, yeah. right. Like, you know, I mean, everyone like, has it in some you. form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, that's cool. So, uh, so you had the band, obviously you've evolved it in a, the kind of record company and studio how how involved outside of, of recording sam from sam for mean stuff like uh, how much are you producing other bands uh i mean pretty much every day if i like yeah. if my wife didn't make me take time off which is uh, good <laughs> and i should do it, and i appreciate her for it but uh yeah i'm i'm here five days a week at least like mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes six but um yeah, because I think we've done a ton of touring. We've toured all over the world. Like it's been, especially when we were younger. Again, it's it's like being eighteen in New York at NYU. Like touring when you're twenty three, and like actually having the means to see those parts of the world that way. Right. It's, like I wouldn't trade it for anything. But now I'm thirty three, and I like sleeping in my bed, and like <laughs> you know, uh, being in the same place when I wake up every day. Like that's yeah. uh, you know, it's your appetite for tour just sort of changes. Like now I'm two week tour i'm totally there seven week tour i'm like i don't know guys like that's I mean, especially yeah. after the past few years yeah 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 absolutely um so i think it i realized how much uh again i like being around any kind of music and i don't mind um not even i don't mind but when people bring i feel like when people come into the music come into the studio with new music I'm getting them at a really exciting point. Like they're excited enough about it that they want to immortalize this thing and then show mm -hmm. it to people. 
but they also don't know quite what it could be. It's still like really raw material and like the energy around that, especially if you can keep it positive, feels really good. Yeah. Right. It feels like you're you're adding things and um I I think the other thing that's been nice for me is that because I have Sanfermin and my own stuff and and whatever else, like I don't have to live vicariously through the artist's work. I can just mm -hmm. be supporting it, right? Like uh, I can be facilitating what they're trying to do. Um, sure. And that has been uh, really exciting. And I, I've gotten to work on some cool stuff. And now I feel like I'm at a point where I'm starting to get cool projects because other people like a thing I've worked on. And that's that feels really, really good. Cool. That's awesome. And it does seem like a kind of a, a natural progression because it's i mean sam for me in general was was pretty collaborative right you had people kind of you know fluid as, as members of the band right yeah yeah i mean we've, we've definitely had a lot of uh, uh we're a big band anyway as we are and yeah, yeah they're the or the actual sam for me in orbit is many more people than that right um and yeah i think it is uh, it's both collaborative in the sense like of the way we shape the songs or like even if Ellis when the stuff is more heavily composed like what got recorded in the studio mm -hmm. the way the live show would change because it was oh well, we don't have we can't play all these parts at once well let's figure this out who's going to take what who's going to do it um and playing the people's strengths and just seeing the more we played live like okay what is a crowd react to because there, there's nothing more sobering than uh, going and playing a thing that you think is dope that the crowd does not like. <laughs> that is just that is the coldest water to the face. Sure. Being like, oh, that that part of that song does not slap. That is that is tough for us. Um, but yeah, figuring that out is like that's super collaborative. And then mm -hmm. being on tour with all those really smart musicians that have right. uh, have been and are in the band, I feel like that's made me that's been my music education has been being around people whose brains are at that level about music and like always have an appetite to talk about it and think about sure. it. Um, that it's, it's playing with better players. Like that's, that's the thing that translates sports music, like whatever you're doing, it's like, you, you will through osmosis, like get better doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so I have to ask, I mean, if you grew up in Philly, how does one become a Knicks fan? this is uh my dad is from queens okay. uh but i'd say if i had uh it, it, the philadelphia like fandom is so militant that yes. like you just sort of have to conform like there was okay you know uh such and such at school you have to wear a green for the eagles and my dad would be like if you leave this house in a green shirt like don't bother coming back and <laughs> so there was that kind of stuff but also it was a really amazing sports time like uh i mean particularly for basketball and football it's like you have the donovan McNabb eagles that are like going to the nfc the uh yeah nfc championship every year um and then you have alan iverson is like mm -hmm. peak peak sixers especially when i'm like younger it's like that jerry stackhouse like you get alan iverson out of georgetown right he spells his name like he's like my name. He's the best player. Like he's my height. It's just like, man, like all this stuff. He's actually shorter than me. But the, the <laughs> like, it's just the, it was such a good time that like we would go to Sixers games. Like oh, you, yeah. you, you end up rooting for that kind of stuff. And also 
the funny thing about being a Knicks, Mets, and Giants fan is uh, most of those teams are usually so bad that, like, it's fine to root for other teams. You're like, oh, well, yeah. my team's not even kind of in it. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if we're the same age, like, you were in the Chicago suburbs as the Bulls were the Bulls. Like, Yeah. You know. And, like, it, you know, I was the early few championships, I was a little too young still. But, like... I remember Second. the last few. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. And then I really got to enjoy like that that short Derrick Rose era cuz I yeah. was in college at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So. I remember I took my dad for it must have been an early Father's Day present. The last uh the year he won MVP, one of the la- I think it was like the last Knicks home game mm-hmm. was against Chicago and we went I like got him really nice seats and uh uh yeah, I mean and like just torched the Knicks, but it was incredible. Like, yeah, you're watching, you're watching a guy who's run around other professional athletes that much faster and yeah. then like jump higher than you've ever seen a person jump. It just, it's kind of insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's, uh, it's pretty hard not to root for that guy, I think. Definitely. And now he's, he's on your team. Yeah, yeah, just, and he's we're uh, we have a, a knee surgery trauma bond to the on top of all that. Yes, well, I'm, there's I'm sure there's a handful of players, not more than a handful <laughs> of players that can play. A fair few, uh, yeah. a Sean Livingston, perhaps, but he, you know, dude, he made the comeback, dude. That one, I like you said that, and I can see it. Yeah, like, oh yeah, that 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 is like that is just one of the that's like most YouTube video. Foul. Yeah, oh, like. Yeah, yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that 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 was a truly tough one. I hope your injuries were not as ugly. Uh, no, I think I that is in the like the one percent of the one percent of hideous injuries. Mine were yeah. uh, not fun. Uh, uh, all uh, yeah. during like yeah play, and it's uh, but no, they weren't on that that particular level. Okay, yeah. So, do you still play? No, I mean, the only, uh, like, I'll occasionally go shoot around, like, I'm still, um, yeah, I mean, like, there's, usually I'll, like, usually I'll just shoot around, but the the problem with, I feel like, pickup basketball, especially as somebody who's as precious about their knees as I am, yeah, it's like, YMCA kind of pickup basketball is like played by dudes who played JV football and like <laughs> never quite got the approval from their dads that they want yeah. and they foul hard. And I'm like, that's just not the way I need to go out right yep. now. Um, so no, I've, I've recently become this year actually like a golf nut. That has been my, I've, oh. I've finally got, gotten to back into sports via golf. Nice. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a, a good, good way to not, uh, you know, attack the knees. Yeah, not a lot of cutting in golf. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, not a lot of running and jumping. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've actually been, you know, I, I haven't played basketball in, in a long while either, other than the occasional pickup game. But yeah. the, um, it is when it's funny you mentioned that though, because you do get the moment where you, you're at like a Y and the dude who comes in who like he just lifted, but he wants to get a run in. Yeah. Those yeah, guys yeah, yeah. are like, you're going to hurt someone if not yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point now, it's like if I played a pickup game, it's like I'm going to shoot threes and I'm going to play no defense. And if you're okay with that, that's fine. Like, uh, you know, happy to pass to whoever, but uh, do not expect me to, to meet the uh, the same energy as the uh, the competitive guys who really need to prove something here. Right. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, 
are you keeping up with the Knicks and stuff? Like, are you, are you an active watcher still? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I haven't. Uh, I feel like this year we've been doing so much stuff with the label. The beginning of the basketball season, I feel like always comes on fast. It's like yeah. there's games that don't matter, and then all of a sudden you look up and like uh, you're in like into the relevant games in the college season, and like you're almost mm-hmm. at the All Star break after the holidays and all that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's. Uh, the Knicks are like, again, you're. It's like the tempered fandom because you know it's never going to be that good. So you're just like, oh, there we go. Yeah, nice. Like, and you want to go there and like, you try and get a couple games into the garden every year just to be there. Like, and mm-hmm. it's, but it's a, it's a trauma bond of sorts and it's in itself. Yeah. Trust me, I'm a Cubs fan. I've, I've lived that for a long time. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you had you had the years like I feel like there was like legit like hope when Melo was on the team and oh my god yeah the you Mello signed Amari and you know, unfortunately Amari got hurt too and that's that's tough but yeah I like I feel like part of all those fandoms is that like part of why it's so bad is because they've all jerked your chain pretty bad at one point <laughs> yeah. or another right like there's uh, yeah I mean even. Um, so the guy who ended up being my roommate at NYU was also on the team with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up on Long Island. We get to uh, like we're moving in, uh, and we're like pulling stuff out, whatever, just unpacking. And I have this towel from the game that I was at, which was the uh, I think it was Game Five of the '99 Finals, uh, '99 2000 Finals. Uh, when the Spurs won, mm-hmm. and I went to the game. My dad, like, through somebody at work, got us seats behind the basket. It was like oh. incredible. And we watched them lose to rookie Tim Duncan and David Robinson last <laughs> Right. And he pulled, and I pull out the towel and he goes, I have that towel. He's like, I was at that game. We we're like, we sat, we, we sat in the same section during that game, Dang. both and watched. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, he's still like one of my best friends, but, uh, yeah, so like, yeah, the Knicks. It's like you, you get your hopes up because how can yeah. you not? But right. uh, you know, uh, yeah, the mellow years where that was a whole, a whole thing. Like even the moments of like win sanity, right? You were like, oh shit, yeah. like, this is like, is this gonna win us a championship? Absolutely not. Will this right. like give me a good basketball high for a couple weeks? Shit, yeah, I'm in. Like, but it's just like it. that that unfortunate like timing of everything. Where it's like, oh, we have like it's peak mellow but it's like the celtics traded for kg (laughs) it's like oh great (laughs) it's always yeah that's that's unfortunate yeah um but this year i mean it's 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 again i i mean i feel like i'm in the same boat more or less with the bulls right now where it's like we're gonna fight for the bottom half yeah um but i don't know how do you like brunson so far yeah, I mean, like Brunson. Uh, so college basketball, like I have no allegiance, but I've always kind of liked Nova. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we had a seven footer when I was a GA who ended up playing at Nova for a while, and then ended up at Penn State. But like Jay Wright was around the gym, and like he's again, like it, he's just a good guy, right? Like mm-hmm. has just been doing these in for all the right reasons, and like those teams um that he put together in that run it's like they really built a cool program and i felt like a lot of the you can see it in the point guards there's like there's a yeah. point guard lineage there and brenton's very much like a part of that and yeah i mean when he was on the Mavs, it was like oh, he's killing oh, like yeah. i love i like 
I really like watching him play. I feel like he's good for the culture. I feel like he's good for to have like uh, around Randall because like that was another one where it's like loved Randall at Kentucky. I went to the must have been like the Jordan Classic. It was one of the high school all star games that was at Barclays, uh, mm-hmm. and Ellis and I went with his dad um, because they're big Kentucky fans. Uh, his dad's from Lexington. Sure. Um, and Randall was going to Kentucky, and he was just like a man amongst boys. Like <laughs> yeah. he was just like. It was like, is that a tight end or if like I whatever, but uh, like watching him play has been great. And I feel like you got to, it at least feels like they believe enough to go out and get Brunson and do that kind of thing. It's not the, right. some, sometimes with the Knicks, it feels a little bit like, especially around like draft time or whatever. It just is like, all right, cool. Here's the guy they should pick. And here's yep. the foreign player. No one's heard of. <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. They take Danilo Gallinari, who the fuck <laughs> Like, but it's no, yeah, no, no offense to Gallo, but oh yeah, no, Gallo has, <laughs> has had its moments for sure. Um, but yeah, it's 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 so interesting to think back at that that early Lakers team when you think about yeah. Randall Ingram, Lonzo, yeah, wild, yeah, and they all Crazy. ended up having great seasons outside of the Lakers. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh... Yeah, the the refugees of that team are just uh, far and wide. It's uh, I, there's I can't remember like I'm I'm uh, the internet knows I'm a basketball fan enough that like you'll get all the I'm sure you get them too like all the different like things that scroll through your feed random posts and occasionally they'll post uh, like a team you kind of forgot about was together <laughs> for a few years you know what I mean like uh, uh, like Carl Malone on the Lakers like that kind yes, of thing where you're like yes. that doesn't even look and, right uh, like, Gary Payton yeah. I'm Gary Vaden, right? And like, or uh, like Scotty Pippen as a blazer, and you're like, what? Uh-huh. I guess, yeah, that did happen. I think, right? right. Yeah. Uh, but that uh, that team looks like that when you see the photo. You're like, I guess, yeah, right. This supposedly happened, sure. And that was for LeBron. It was all for LeBron. So all for LeBron. <laughs> all for LeBron. Uh, are you also on the uh, Isaiah Hartenstein uh, train? Like all of Twitter apparently is. No, whoa, no, I'm I'm not hip. What is the what is the Isaiah Harden <laughs> Apparently, like uh, there's a huge crowd of Knicks fans who like they think Isaiah Hartenstein is going to be like so good for the Knicks. Really? Yes. I, mean, I keep I keep hearing uh, Bill Walton comparisons, and I'm like, I don't know about that, man. That's yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, the the thing about like again, all those Nick like the Knicks fandom, Giants fandom, like yeah, all that stuff. It's like you don't have actual wins so like right specu- speculation like rumors and like overhyping things it's all we have like that's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's the whole it's why jeremy lynn was so effective it's like <laughs> yeah. all right this kid from harvard like i can right. already see them making the movie this kid from harvard is going to turn around the team we're going to mm-hmm. win a championship this year once Melo comes back, we're gonna win the championship. <laughs> and I feel like Knicks fandom is also where you get those like ridiculous trades where like the entire NBA gets traded for each other. Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> I've seen 100%. a lot of those in my feed recently where it's like Anthony Davis is going here, and oh like, my god, yes, absurd. Yeah, um, yeah, so I, I feel like we may maybe we'll see each other in the play in, you know. Yeah. yeah i mean and that's that's all you're playing for at this point it's like yeah. you know uh that's why uh yeah, trey young walking around the garden going it's real fucking quiet in here it's like, <laughs> that's why that hurts so bad is because this is all we had we're, we're yeah. gonna win two series come on <laughs> like, it's, it's all, all about had. the stories <laughs> yeah all right so the last the last thing is i, I sent you is a little game called musician yeah, this, matchups 
this is uh this is hilarious i i reread i mean you explain it first but this is uh i think i i think i misread it so my answers might be even uh what's what's funny i i mentioned josh berwinger i think he did the exact same thing so we planned it both ways uh but well yeah i'm curious to see what you do but the idea is we have a list of of knicks players and yeah uh, we want you to describe uh, if they were a band what's the what's the what band is it like Right, like, right. Who, what band do they sound like in their play style or how they dress? Whatever it is, and the yeah, way you yeah, justify yeah. it is 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 the fun part. Okay, cool. Then maybe maybe I'm not too far off base, but these were this was a like as soon as I read this, I started laughing out loud on my computer. I was like, <laughs> this, this is amazing. I was like, this yeah. is <laughs> this is and, very good. <laughs> and the players I, I put together too, I, I immediately I the first one I have is Julius Randall, and I immediately regret putting him on the list because he's very hard to nail down. But I should have done like RJ Barrett or something. But uh, why don't you go first and and who what band is 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 Julius Randall? Okay, so uh, my reasoning this was the one that I struggled with the most too. But I was yes. like, all right, like let me, let me think about like how people feel about him. Like where does he fit in and somehow I ended up at Kevin Morby. I was like, he's like, he's like a guy that like, he's actually really good. People like his stuff. The fandom is like deeply committed. Right. Oh, yeah. But, the, but like outside the fandom, it's like, he can get written off really quickly, but you're like, no, that, that guy can play. Like, have you seen mm-hmm. him play? Have you watched this? Like that's, so that feels like how I landed there. I, but I was trying to think of people where it's like, Who's a person who like their fans and supporters are like, no, he's really got the goods. He just needs the right situation. Like put him up there in front of whoever. And like, he can perform like he's going to carry totally. this. But also is like, if you go two clicks out there, like, who? like, I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I've heard that one too. Maybe. But, but you are you're very right about Morby because like the the people who are really into it they even like like idolize his relationship with with uh, Waxahachie like yeah yeah like oh yeah. The power couple man oh my god yeah absolutely like I I feel I feel that like his fandom is really uh, cool uh, he's great too and, I mean he's great yeah no I lo- I love the records and I um a guy who uh, named Sam Cohen who played uh, guitar on some of my records is a good friend of his plays with him, uh, mm-hmm. produced his like last, last record did singing. So, um, but yeah, I, I've never heard a bad word about him, but, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it is, I mean, he's even, I think he has like Royals style, uh, Kevin Morby hats, like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he got, uh, I'm pretty sure he got like his Twitter following to get, to let the Royals throw him out. A yes. first pitch. They were like, if, however many likes and then we'll do it and then like people actually rallied and did it and it's like yes that's the kind of thing that i feel like that's the julius randall fandom it's oh like, yeah the people who are down for him are real down for julius randall i totally agree with that and you're you're definitely doing this the right way <laughs> <laughs> good, good. um so we'll, we'll compare our answers i went yeah. for for julius randall i tried to go with with his play style Okay. Because he, like you mentioned earlier, like he, he's like he's a bully, you know. He's yeah. oh, he's yeah. a big dude, and he'll bruise you up. Yeah. And I, I was struggling too, so I, I asked some of the people in, in Discord too, and and unanimously everyone agreed. He's like an emo band you would skate to. <laughs> so he's like he's like an alkaline trio or like like a hot water music or something like that, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, as someone who uh, the first my first gig ever was playing bass in an emo band and not singing, and I also used to skate a lot. I can I wholeheartedly I'm in, no question. Yeah, absolutely. I've, yeah, it's just that's just his vibe, you know. He's 
he's gonna he's gonna take some spills and he'll get back up. <laughs> he like he likes the contact. That's yeah, that's absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So the next one is legend Charles Oakley. Oh man, this, okay, there, so... there's a lot of backstory here. I, I can't wait to see where this goes. This uh, <laughs> I I, I went at like at first I was like. All right, who's a musician I wouldn't want to fight, right? Because like <laughs> when I think of Charles Oakley, I'm like his teammates are afraid of him. Like that's the right. uh, like you don't mess with Charles Oakley. Uh, but I ended up on Courtney Love uh, because oh. I was like, who's a person who we like, like absolutely like well known, actually could like good player, did some real stuff, has some has some things to speak of, but also like is very likely to be thrown out of like nice seats at an event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like going to be banned from his seat like two rows back from the court <laughs> like what is the equivalent like who's the person that's going to be at a really nice event but might be asked to leave and probably not come back and i, I felt like also i don't know that i'd want to fight courtney love like, oh, i feel no, like no. she's i feel like she's scrappy like i you know that could be yeah yeah so that's i ended up with courtney love i'm not sure that's a playing style match but uh in, <laughs> it in doesn't terms have to of be. Like, yeah that's you know in the past you've done just based on like how they dress like what band they look like they would be in you know like oh, fair, it's, yeah, it's yeah. whatever <laughs> um but uh, we're in agreement there because whatever it is whatever band or musician we pick it's 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 a fuck you attitude for sure yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. like i don't care if i played for your team like i i, I don't like you yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. like the Knicks now. Like, <laughs> it's it's kind of great. Like the Dolan stuff and, is just like incredible. And the thing is, like, there Dolan is so at best like divisive among the, yeah. the fan base, and that is like a generous telling, right? Yeah. Uh, that like even when he was tossing him out, it's like everybody was like, okay, not the way he should have handled it, but also like, right? Yeah, kind of fuck Dolan though. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like I might have done that too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's like in my mind, I'm like, who is like the music equivalent of like Lewis Black? Because that's like the same energy. Yes, yes, yes. I went, Absolutely. I went with Minor Threat. You know, it's yes. you just have to yes. go with something just very violent and just, yeah. just <laughs> aggressive and just a big old middle finger. Right. Once all the smoke. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The third one is. Uh, Alan Houston. There was he's he was like a stopgap legend. Alan Houston is like this one was a little bit more uh playing style related, but Alan Houston, I feel like, is another one where if someone's like, Oh, I like the Knicks, and then they like talk about Carmelo or Patrick Ewing or somebody who's really big, like Alan mm-hmm. Houston is the like if you know, you know player. It's yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean, it's like um it's the LJ four point play era. Like it's the it's a specific uh era of the Knicks where like you kind of had to be paying attention. And then Alan Houston, it's like incredibly like smooth player. Like just... I feel like in the same way that Brandon Roy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Even play Brandon style, Roy's they were like, very similar. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Roy almost feels like uh uh I mean that's just when you realize how good Brandon Roy was, that's what makes it so tragic. It's like, yeah, you no, know, that guy, that guy really was a killer. Or Penny uh, Hardaway, same deal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I, I went with Andy Schaff because uh, we've toured with Andy um, and he's another one where he's actually literally as like silent. Like he's just, <laughs> he, he, he is such a quiet guy that you're like, damn, I think he actually hates us. And it's just, 
he's he's just hanging he's totally mm-hmm. fine he's just just hanging but um that and the fact that like he's playing like sort of folky songs but they all kind of groove pretty hard and mm-hmm. then he like sneaks clarinet and like yeah 70 of the like they sneak like, up on you yeah they do i was like it's like the bummer beach boys but this is smooth <laughs> as fuck like and all his songs are like sounds like he's having a bad time but then like you listen a little closer and you're like i think he just stole his friend's girl for like the third song in a row <laughs> like like i don't like this dude i don't yeah. know like this is it's like but that's did, what it feels like have you heard the latest uh beth's album yeah yeah, yeah. like that's like Man, this is such fun music, but then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, oh man, this is heavy. Yeah, right, right. Uh, But yeah, Andy feels like the, uh, he's like the uh, silent killer, uh, like smoother than you think, that kind of thing. That's good, yeah. Um, My pick was, I kind of went back how you did the first few, and it's like, so Alan Houston was definitely like a player that, you wish had more success. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, cause he, he, he was a great player. Um, and he did have some success, but I, you just thought that he could definitely could have had more. Uh, yeah. and I went with the band annuals. I, I don't know if you've ever listened to annuals. No, I mean, maybe, had, maybe this is a testament to, uh, that they, they, they actually yeah. might be, I think they're like an upstate New York band too. Um, oh, cool. but I, yeah, they had two albums, I think, you know, around the time we graduated, late 2000s. Yeah. Um, so good. Like, it's like this kind of like building aggressive folky stuff. Um, there's like a lot of bright eyes comparisons, but then there's also like, um, I'm, try- I'm trying to think, but it, it is honestly, it, it reminds me a lot of like the first Stand for Me album, too, even. Um, huh. was, I, I would good. highly recommend checking them out because like those first Absolutely. two albums are really good. But yeah, I, you know, they had some success and then all of a sudden they were gone. Yeah. And I was like, what? What happened? Where did they go? Right. right. Yeah. All you have, all you have is the fond memories. <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> so now we have the, we're getting into the, the legends, the, the top tier. Yep. Yes, so, yes. Carmelo Anthony. So Melo to me feels like uh, I went with BB Bridgers because mm. it's just like they're just going to continue to get shots up like that. Just a just a scorer, like a celebrity and player like yeah. can go by one name. It's just BB. No one. Everyone knows who you're talking about. It's just Melo. Like, you know, you, you don't need celebrity the, partner as well. You know, celebrity <laughs> partner. It's true. It's true. Yeah, they Ball both do. Yeah. But, Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like uh, Phoebe, uh, when Punisher came out and it was her second album, I was like, yeah, if you discount the like boy genius and then yeah, uh, yeah. better, better oblivion community and then like all the other stuff that she's been on in the meantime. And the kind mm-hmm. of was like, it's like sophomore she, album. If she you is discount busy. Yes. Songs, right. I was like, we're getting shots up like this. Like, she was in a movie. Quietly, just, Right, like just putting up buckets. Like she's, is... she's doing songs with Zach Galifianakis and Matt Berninger. Like what? Exactly, exactly. And that that feels the same way. It's like when Melo catches the ball, it's like, yeah, he might pass if they quadruple team him, but this one's <laughs> yeah. probably going up. Like right. just, I'd get under. Like this is this is probably going up. Perfect. That's so perfect. Um, <laughs> also, I gotta say, I 
of all the guests I've had do this, I appreciate you actually pulling indie bands. No, most people go for like a a throwback band or or whatever kind of comes to their mind. But you're 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 sticking to the subject, which I love. No, I think uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the maybe it's the uh the knicks not not never having quite the stars that you the want the knicks like, have I, the indie mentality yeah they were <laughs> an indie fra- indie franchise here in uh, little yeah. old new york <laughs> um so my pick for for carmelo was I, I went with you know he had a great career with the nuggets you know yeah. he had met crazy success with the nuggets and then he even you know pushed it further with the knicks yeah. so i'm going with damon albarn because wow the yeah. blur super successful and then he's like oh now you're going to do the gorillas okay yeah sure deal yeah, yeah. no absolutely <laughs> he's you know the 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 double uh success point right there that's 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 the connection i made oh yeah <laughs> um which brings us to our final one which is the great patrick ewing so this one i i uh, uh this is a, a Chicago icon, so I, I hope uh, I, I hope that this is well received. But so Patrick Ewing, part of what's so funny about Patrick Ewing is that like one, he's he's Patrick Ewing, like he's the like absolute like unquestionable goat. But then he's also like had a career as a coach that's been like kind of like there's been moments like that you mm-hmm. occasionally get excited about like Georgetown. He's like but like but it just feels the 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 difference between there's a gulf between his coaching career and his like playing career yeah. certainly his collegiate career his professional career it's like so who is a like uh all-star pantheon level like indie artist who would probably go back and like coach indie if you could coach indie <laughs> uh, and i and i ended up with jeff tweedy partially yes. because, because he has that songwriting book but i was like who's just like way too big to be doing this but like probably just might go back to like his alma mater and just like teach indie music and yes. it's like just just coach up the indie club and it's like jeff tweedy would be out here teaching these kids how to write songs and just like oh, a little sadder right you know you know every now and then you do have to chew out your bandmates like just you know uh <laughs> make, make, like just teach them the game the right way like that that's where i feel like uh you're, you're hitting a soft spot with me right now absolutely because <laughs> wilco is is you know in my pantheon and of course, uh, of course. he's the reason i met my wife actually so oh wow, uh, wow. yeah love jeff tweedy that's an excellent comparison i feel like what i love about jeff tweedy now even is like he's like he knows he's getting older and now he's letting his son be like, tell me, tell me all the bands I should like to have tour with me. So oh all these God. like new young bands are like touring with Wilco and it's like yeah. amazing, like Namdi and stuff like that. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 That's a great, that's a great one. I always, I've always had these, this kind of conversations of like, like what, where, where does it start as classic rock, you know? Yeah. When do yeah. you become classic rock? Because I feel like once, um, you know, there was there was a REM. I feel like REM was classic rock recently, and then they like yeah. stopped playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, who is is like Radiohead classic rock now? Like, I don't, I don't know. It, uh, it I mean, it's funny now to to like feel things. I feel like I'm feeling references get older in a way I might not have otherwise because I'll I produce like. I produce for all kinds of people, but I'm 
producing for a lot of people who are younger than I am. And mm -hmm. some of them are much younger and they'll come in and they'll make reference. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, no, I know that stuff. Cause I, I, I was around when it came out. Like it's, uh, <laughs> I, I listened to it the first time. Yeah. I uh, yeah, right. can definitely do that for you. No sweat. <laughs> um, but that's cool that you like that now too. That's the, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I think uh, if you hang around long enough and I guess if it's, uh, I feel like that's always a good thing. It's like, all right, cool. You were into cool shit. It's like finding out your parents listen to cool music, right? It's like, because <laughs> it's like, that's weird because my parents aren't cool. So how come you right. were listening to this? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Wow. Uh, I, I definitely see it. You being and uh, Jeff Tweedy. It's, it's, a, good, yeah. it's a good match. Yeah, yeah. Coach, uh, Jeff. My, Coach Jeff. Coach Jeff. Coach Jeff. <laughs> Uh, my pick was, I, I feel like it's in a similar vein. I mean, Patrick Ewing came up in a, in a time of like NBA giants. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. and he was like one of the greatest, but like somehow still underrated. Yeah. Yeah. So I went with television because Absolutely. that era of music, there were so many huge bands yeah, and like yeah. they f like television fit right into that that genre, but for oh, some yeah. reason they still never like got that same amount of recognition. But they're so right. good; they're, they're not on the tip of everyone's tongue in that same way. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So I feel like that's 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 my seems. We we had some good comparisons in this list right now. This is good. This is yeah. this is very solid. I was you I was a little I was like I was like I hope I did not completely misunderstand. What did you What did you think it was? Well. Uh, I think in your email, like that I read later or like read more closely, like right before we started, it was like that these, um, that these players sound like, and I was like, oh no, because I had like half of mine were like, you know, whatever that, uh, like that I wouldn't want to fight Courtney Love, right? <laughs> or that I bet Jeff, Jeff Tweedy would coach <laughs> after right. being way too famous to coach. <laughs> I've, uh, like, yeah. I have done it. Yeah. I've, you know, I've had a lot of Sixers fans on, so like I don't yeah. want to do this every time for the Sixers. So I, I have done a, a different iteration where I have people make a band out of uh, NBA players. Okay. Like what instrument would they play? So some when I had J Josh Berminger on, he interpreted it as both, and he just came yeah. prepared for both. <laughs> wow! Wow! So that it's it that one's a lot harder, and it's it's it takes a little like thinking thinking on for sure because. Yeah, uh, just, well, I mean, you know, you've like, do they have to be a band that like stays together and plays well, or can they be a band that like makes one album hates hates it, but like I mean, the shows you're, are wild? You're making right. the story basically, right, right, right. <laughs> it's like if, if Kelly Oubre fronts the band, it's like that's specific, but like you yeah, know, we can do it. <laughs> that's the like that first pick, whatever instrument they play, that's forming your genre right there. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, awesome. Well, dude, thanks so much for joining. This has been awesome. Of course, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure Ellis will be all the more jealous now. I'm, I'm telling you, he'll be uh, he'll be reaching out if you don't beat him to it. Oh yeah, is uh, is Ellis also a uh, Knicks fan or is he? No, so he grew up outside of Boston and is like a, uh, a he's he's a Celtics fan and like was for like all the prime like uh, like prime Celtics years and like growing up and then I think particularly when like all the late Celtics like went to, went to rest as uh Brooklyn Nets briefly. Then, and when <laughs> we live, we live right near, uh, right near Barclays. I think that fandom is there a little bit too, but the, the really hardcore one is like he and his dad are so in on Kentucky basketball. Uh, 
that it's like the high school prospects who when they commit they're like he's like I mean, watching wa- watching their tape like that that committed to it for a good long while i mean that was the nba funnel system so uh, yeah yeah absolutely John wall demarcus cousins eric flood so like insane they're oh, yeah. all on the same team yeah yeah crazy um Okay. Yeah. Well, I will definitely reach out to him. I think, uh, we were, I, cause I lived in Brooklyn for four, almost four years. I think I was just on the other side of Barclay center from you. Oh yeah. Where were you? I was in park slope. I was, uh, oh, nice. that's, that's my wife, wife and my wife and I live now. We're on, oh. uh, uh, six and nine. Not too far from where I was. Yeah. I was at, uh, I was on park place in sixth. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. That's so funny. Well, yeah. Well, all right, man. So thanks again for joining. Is there anything uh, you want to kind of shout out and plug? The Knicks, man. Let's go. It's our <laughs> year. Yeah. You got There you go. Keeping that uh, that Knicks <laughs> spirit alive. Listen, man, you, if you, uh, I heard it was said about the Mets, but I think it's true for most of the New York fandoms that aren't the like Yankees, right? Uh, somebody asked the, the guy was like, uh, you know, why do you like being a why do you like being a Mets fan? He's like, it's good, it's character building, right? Like, it's really like, well, well what do you like least about being a Mets fan? It's like May to October, like <laughs> this season. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is accurate. That is, well, I, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, happy yeah, I got my my one with the Cubs. So yeah, I got my one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. That was that was important. It needed it, and that that uh that team was pretty untouchable. Yeah. And Mets had had came close. They came close. Yeah, yeah. But that was another one where, again, even with that, the Mets winning a hundred games this year, right? The whole time you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, they're still and still says right. We now right. know what it's happened. Like, it's like I don't know. Like, yeah, right. It's just you're kind of always bracing for it because it's just like lost the division is, on the last day of the season. On the last day of the season to another 100, 100 win team in the division. And the team from the division that went to the World Series was neither of those teams. It was the third yep. team. Yep. Classic New York stuff. Classic. Classic. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks again for joining. Um, I'm looking forward to a uh, new album. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of the next season. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do my best, man. We'll, uh, when we come through Chicago on the new record, I'll hit you up for sure. Absolutely. All right, take care, dude. Peace, man. See you. So that's going to do it for this episode of Indie Basketball. I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, we're at patreon.com slash basketball. If you support us on there, does a lot to help us make some more half court sessions which we have on youtube now join our discord community check us out on twitter on instagram stay up to date check everything else together at indiebasketball.com thanks for listening guys